Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 106. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. I am so thrilled that you're here today, and I'm also thrilled to have our guest, Stefania Del Pezza, right? Did I get that close enough? Why don't you say it? Because you make it sound so much better. Because I'm Italian, Stefania Del Pezza, so it sounds better. That's just because of that. Oh my gosh, I would be laughed right out of Italy for even trying to say it nicely. (laughs) So thank you. Stefania is a director FX trader and podcast host from BBVA. And Stefania, I'm going to ask you to say your podcast name because you make it sound so much better and I can't even give it justice. Okay. The podcast name is Mujeres en Business. It's in Spanish in this case. Mujeres. Yes. As women in business. Yes. Mujeres is women in Spanish. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I'd be laughed out of Mexico and Spain as well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No. I am so thrilled to have you here today. And could you please start us right off by sharing your journey, especially about your podcast? I'd love to hear about it and how you got to where you are today, because I know you're still working a full-time job and you're a mom. Yes, it's true. It's true. Well, as you said, I'm an experienced FX trader and I'm an investment banking professional. I've been working in the banking field for over 10 years now. And the past year, I decided to launch the podcast, Mujeres in Business. It wasn't just something I decided from one day to the other. It was something I had been thinking about for several months before because I went through a little crisis after having my first kid, Fabio. At that point, I discovered that I really need to do something more with my time. It's when I discovered that I wasn't really taking control of my life, my professional life especially. And I felt I needed to give more apart from my daily jobs. So I felt this need to help others through something else that wasn't just my my daily job. That's when I started digging into this stuff of podcasting because as a mother, as you said, I didn't have much time to learn to dedicate to myself. And I used to listen to a lot of podcasts because of all the walks that I did with the kids when they were little and all the time spent commuting to go to work. So the podcasting, the channel of podcasting was something that really helped me grow during these times that I mentioned. And uh, this is something that I thought this is the perfect channel. If I want to speak to businesswoman, that is my target audience. This is the perfect channel. So that's how the idea of the podcast started. And it also started because as a professional working in a corporate firm, I feel how difficult it is to be visible and to grow and to hit our goals as women and be leaders and grow as leaders. So to spread the voice, I want to have an impact on other women and give them the opportunity to listen to other women in business experiences and learn from them and learn from their stories, their journeys, the resources that they were going to share. So it was the perfect way to spread the voice. And yes, I started at the end of August and the podcast is started to grow. And I've had up and downs (laughs) over these months, but here I am. Oh, I love everything that you said. And you bring up so many good points. And the first one that it just occurred to me, it's amazing, isn't it? When you have kids, how your perspective on time starts to change. And you look at how much time you're working and what you're doing in your free time. 
basically because it sort of disappears if you can call it free time. <laughs> yes. Having been a mother in general is when I discovered that I was losing so much time because when you have kids, you have to fit the time that you dedicate to the kids in the same 24 hours hours that you had before. So that's when I thought, oh my God, what I was doing with my 24 hours. Was I really using the time worthy or not? And that's when I discovered that I wasn't. I was letting the time pass and I wasn't conscious and I wasn't taking conscious decisions on how I wanted to shape my time, you know. So how are you finding time right now with your, well, more than full-time job? Because you said what you're working Yes, I, I start really early. Well, not 11 hours a day. <laughs> we have lunch breaks, and but we start early just because of the markets. In the foreign exchange, world markets are open 24 hours. So we start really early, but we are pretty flexible, you know, at work with the time schedule. But for example, I make the most out of my lunchtime. So instead of spending all the lunchtime to have a lunch, I have a quick lunch. And then I spend the time to dedicate to the podcast. And then when I go home, I never dedicate to the podcast and to Mujeres and Business until my kids are in bed. This is something I wanted to be clear with myself since the beginning. That is, I define my boundaries and I wanted to stay for dinner with the kids. I wanted to spend this time, effective time with the kids. And after that, when they are in bed, I then dedicate another hour or hour and a half to this project. I try to separate as much as possible the two words so I can be with my kids. I want to be entirely with them. And when I'm at work, I want to be entirely at work to give the most out of both words. Oh, absolutely. And I know from personal experience, that can be such a challenge. Yes, it is. But that's why I learned a lot about productivity, time management. I feel myself also with a lot of interesting books and podcasts around this so that I want to ensure that I don't lose time on things that don't matter and that are not important. So I try to be really conscious about how I use my time and decide exactly what I want to do with that hour, with that half an hour that I have. What are some of the most influential books and podcasts that you've listened to which have helped you on this journey? Uh, wow, I've got a lot. <laughs> to mention some, I started listening to Big Cheeks. Natalie Ektal is the host to the podcast and the podcast is about women entrepreneurs. So she started with interviews to guests and uh, now she moved more to solo episodes, but she's been really helpful. Especially at the beginning when you are starting out, you really want to know what is the experience of others that already passed through what you are experiencing at the beginning. And you have so many things to learn. <laughs> Everything, every, every detail is needed and is appreciated. So Biz Cheeks, yes, is the first podcast I would mention. Also, similar to that is Women Rock by Katie Krimitsos that almost launched at the same time. Also for women entrepreneurs, but it's a little bit different, the focus of them both. And just to mention some book that I read recently and that has been powerful for my journey is The Entrepreneur Fast Pass by Darren Hardy, former director of the Success Magazine and mentor of successful people. And yes, it's a widely known person. For someone, it's just at the beginning when I didn't even know what being an entrepreneur was and I didn't even know what an entrepreneurial journey could be. <laughs> it was just the energy that I needed to start. Everything was in that book. And after reading that book, I said, okay, I can do this. Let's start. I so, have not yes. read that yet. So thank you so much. And listeners, just so you know, all of the podcasts and the books and every other resource that's mentioned during the episode, you can find on the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP106. So thank you so much. You have just expanded my podcast subscriptions, which 
I don't know if you're like me, but it's been a battle because I have filled up my hard drive several times with unlistened episodes. <laughs> yes, I listen a lot with the mobile phone and I don't have much space. I listen to around 20 podcasts. So, wow, <laughs> it's a lot. Wow. I couldn't figure out why my Mac kept on telling me that I couldn't do anything else. It kept on telling me that my hard drive was full. And then I looked and I had like 50 gigs of podcasts downloaded. And that was just my Mac. I mean, I have on my other devices as well. So going back to energy, you just said something about energy and being a mom and entrepreneur in the podcast space, as well as working your job. I love how you mentioned that you have time designated for each specific part of your life. You have your podcasting time, you have your mom time, you have your work time. How have you made sure that you're always taking proper care of yourself and with that? Wow, this is a really, really great question. And in fact, this is something I had to discover <laughs> because for how I am, my personality type, I always tend to do everything for others and I tend to put others in the first place. And what it means is that I forget about me. This is something I had to learn, unfortunately, because I got sick two months in after launching the podcast and uh, I had so much on the table and it was, okay, probably I should give a step back <laughs> because I was adding more stuff and more stuff and more stuff, you know, at the same time. And as I got sick, I couldn't do all the things that I was putting on the table. So I had to decide and I had to take a step back. And what I discovered is that I couldn't keep up with the podcast, keep up with publishing blog posts and creating value for others if I wasn't okay. Psychologically and physically, I wasn't okay. So it's extremely, extremely important that first of all, we are okay with ourselves and healthy and, and take care of ourselves because if we don't take care of ourselves, we cannot take care of others. And we cannot give this energy that you mentioned to others. If we don't have this energy, we cannot say as if we had it because it's completely transparent, especially in podcasting or if you are doing video blogs or something, you cannot hide or show an energy that you don't have. So first of all, I learned that I have to ensure that I come first, myself comes first, my health comes first, comes first and my kids and my family, my husband, because it's just that if I'm not okay, I cannot go out with the kids and play with them. So first of all, I have to be okay. So right now I ensure, for example, I set goals for myself and for my health also inside this product activity day that I try to ensure that I stick to every day. I have some routines to ensure that I feed this energy, that I feed myself, you know, my health, for example, doing more sport, drinking a lot of water, ensuring that I drink at least one and a half liter of water every day, ensuring that I have at least three nights of eight hours sleep per week. All these things are to ensure that I take care of myself first so I can transmit this energy to others. That has been one of my biggest struggles, even while doing the podcast. It's making sure that I'm taking care of myself because even though I'm trying to spread the message of taking care of yourself to all the listeners, and listeners, I really hope you're listening to all this great content because you really do need to be taking care of yourself. I realize that I can't be going back on myself and working all night just to get the next episode out. So even though I'm trying to get them out five times a week, I can't stay up all night just to make it happen when it means that I'm not going to be at my highest performance and being able to serve and being able to serve my family. So I'm so happy that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Three nights a week at eight hours, that is great. How many hours do you make your minimum? Like what is the minimum number of hours that you will sleep at night? At least six hours. I have to sleep six, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Less than that is crazy, especially because my little kid still wakes up during the night. Right, and I found that there's some nights that I'll go to bed early thinking I can get up 
early the next morning before the kids get up and tackle those tasks that I really wanted to get done at night, but have a fresh mind. Do you ever find that your kids seem to realize that you're trying to do that? They'll, yes. <laughs> they'll get up shortly after you. And it, I just had to take a deep breath. This morning I got up thinking I would have time to actually get out the episode that's supposed to release today. However, my three-year-old got up and said, oh, we're making cupcakes now, right? <laughs> I had promised her yesterday. Yes, it happened yeah. to me. In fact, I used to get up around 5, 5.30, especially when I was on my maternity leave. I took the opportunity to start with this routine of getting up earlier. And it happened exactly what you just mentioned. Finally, they were getting up earlier. They knew their mother was already awake. So this time that I was to try to use better, it ended up messed up because they were getting up earlier. How, and it doesn't matter how quiet you're being. You can be absolutely silent where you wouldn't think that anybody would hear you moving. Yeah. I hear the ear yeah. move. Mom's awake. I can get up. <laughs> yes. And especially with their mother, they are so smart because they know exactly how to cry or how to ask for yeah, for their mother to take them off bed. <laughs> so you mentioned that you do podcasting stuff during lunch while you're at work. Can you elaborate on that? Because I know there are women and men probably who are trying to figure out how to launch their podcast, but are still working a full-time job and would love to know more about what you're doing and how you are taking advantage of that time. First of all, what I do every month is I schedule what I want to achieve for that month, what my monthly goals are. So after that, I can drill down and specific for every week what I want to achieve. So say that I know that I have this hour or just half an hour at midday to dedicate to the podcast. So I decide exactly what I want for every day. And I use the calendar so it can be really visual. And I select, for example, Monday for marketing. I dedicate Tuesday to recording and Wednesday for other stuff. There is always other stuff, for example, speaking with the lawyer for some legal stuff I want to fix, time dedicated to the web page or other stuff. Then I block other time for post-production. So I know exactly ahead of time what I'm going to dedicate my time to. And this is basically what I do, because if you have a limited time, you don't have time to lose deciding what you have to do, planning what you have to do. So all the planning, I do it at the beginning of the month for the whole month. I also decide the time that I want to dedicate to networking, for example, to events that I want to participate and to have everything blocked on the calendar. If I had two nights off over the month, I know that I don't want to take other events because that's enough for me. The time that I wanted to dedicate for this month to networking is already done. So I directly say no to other opportunities that come. How hard has it been for you to grasp the word no? It's been difficult because, as I said, I've got this tendency to help and say yes to someone that needs something. And we are more experienced about that. We just say yes without thinking. So I had to really work and be conscious that I need to control this. If not, this wasn't possible for me. So it wasn't easy. And going back to that moment in time where I got sick and I had to decide what I wanted to devote my time to, I had to take a really difficult decision. And it was the first big no that I had to give because I paid the mentor to help me to create a marketing tool that I wanted to use to promote my podcast and to start monetizing it. And when I got sick, it's when I realized I couldn't go ahead with it. It was taken, apart from the podcast, it was taken to me five more hours every week. And it was too much. It was too much. So that was the big no I had to say. And it was I had to 
take the phone and call this person and say, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Even if I said this promise, I cannot go ahead with it. It was really, really difficult. It took me several days to get to the point of taking the phone and doing this call. It was really uncomfortable. But after that, it has been so much easier to say no to other smaller stuff. After having done something the first time, it's much, much more easier the following times. Oh, absolutely. And we were even talking a little bit pre-show about just asking people to be on the show. Oh, <laughs> yes, that has been a challenge. That has been a challenge too. And in fact, in this case, I learned also to receive no's as answers and that it's not a problem. <laughs> When you have to go out and find guests for the show, you always want your guests to be amazing. You always want people to come because you want to add value through your podcast. And you know that if you can get great guests, you can get great value to your audience. So I had to have a leap of faith and I started writing cold emails to profiles that I didn't even think I could get to the podcast. And I was amazed with the answers I got. You know, I must be sincere at the beginning. I could write around 40 emails maybe and then get an answer from 12, 13 of them. But it was okay. At least these 12, 13 answers are answers that I got. And it has been so powerful just to go out and try even not being ashamed <laughs> and trying to do it because you already have no as an answer, as we said before. No is the answer that you already have. So if they say no again, well, okay, <laughs> you already knew it. So the only possibility is that you can get yes as an answer. Yeah. And with a 50% chance, why wouldn't you take it, right? Yeah, definitely. And even a no, not now, but just because my calendar is so full, which is what we need to start saying. <laughs> no, not right now. My calendar is too full. Why is it that we have no trouble telling our kids, no, not right now, I'm busy, but we can't tell the rest of the world sometimes? Challenge to us moms and to people in general. Wow, yes. If we can say it to our kids, then we can say it to prospects and other opportunities as well. I mean, our kids are the ones who are going to be with us until the end of time. Mm -hmm. Clients are not. So if we can tell our kids that, then we can tell anybody. Yes. What type of calendar do you use? I know it's a totally random question, but are you a online calendar? I use Google Calendar as a tool to manage my email. So that has been a great change from using directly my hosting to host my emails. So it's been so powerful because I've got everything integrated, Google Calendar with the contacts, with the emails and all in the same place and everything online. So it's been really, really powerful. And in fact, I can also integrate with my personal calendar, with my professional calendar here at work. So I've got everything integrated and it's great. Okay, I am not going to ask you who your host is, and I am not going to disclose who my host is, but I am so curious how painful or how easy that process was moving from your hosted email to Google, because I have been thinking about that for some time. I've just been putting it off because it sounds like such a scary move. It isn't actually, and it's because Google has got resources for everything and has got answers for everything. <laughs> so it was scary at the beginning, yes. But in fact, it didn't took me more than a few hours to understand how it worked and how I could pass everything from the old email provider to the new one, all the backlog of the emails to the new one. Really? So, all the backlog can go? Yes. Yes. I think you just gave me my task for the night because I love my web posts. I love them for websites, but for email... No. no, it shouldn't take 10 minutes to get an email from a client right now when I'm on a Skype call. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I think I know what I'm doing tonight. 
I'm a real fan of Google in general, as you can see. But also for Gmail, I mean, that the interface is the same as for a personal Gmail account. Well, you have so much stuff you can use from Gmail as filters and labeling and using extensions for to add in Chrome that can help you get the most out of your Google account. So it's been really, really powerful. And this is a really productive tool that I use. Well, yeah, the ridiculous thing is that I'm already using Google Calendar, so it would make sense. <laughs> but mm -hmm. sometimes, I will not deny that the most obvious is sometimes the most easily overlooked in the yeah. life of Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what I didn't want, I know that there are so many applications, some other calendars, but at this point in time, this is what I need. And I don't want to lose time just investigating other stuff. We don't need to be perfect. We just need what is helpful and needed for us in this moment. And this is what I needed. It's easy and it works for me. So that's it. In the name of positive productivity, Google, I think Stefania would be a great sponsorship opportunity for you. <laughs> I don't think they need me, actually. <laughs> hey, you already have a no, so we can go for the yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would love for you to share where listeners can find your podcast, what platforms you're on, and where they can find you on the web in general. Well, yes, I'm happy to share that. I'm on iTunes, I'm on Stitcher, I'm on iVox, and I'm on SoundCloud, and I'm on my webpage. So I remind the name of my podcast, that is Mujeres and Business, that spells M-U-J-E-R-E-S-E-N, business. Okay, and the webpage is www.mujeresandbusiness.com. If you look for Stefana Dalepetze, I should up in Google with my webpage. Fabulous. And again, listeners, you can find all the show notes if you go to thekimsutton.com forward slash PP106. Stefania, this has been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Are there any closing words of advice that you'd love to leave for listeners? Well, yes. Thank you very much, first of all, Kim, for giving me this opportunity to speak here and to speak to your audience. And as a last advice, I would say don't be too hard to yourself and don't forget you are the most important thing that you have. So first of all, be respectful with you and with yourself, with your body, with your mind. And don't be too hard, as I said, with yourself because you cannot help others if you are not okay with yourself. Hey there, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and were inspired, I would love to hear your feedback please take a moment or two and visit the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or on my website at thekimsutton.com to leave your rating or review. I'd also like to invite you to join the Positive Productivity Book Club and to find out more about my coaching packages by visiting thekimsutton.com. Until the next episode, I hope you have a positive and productive day.